the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. Rosenthal is a registered representative offering securities and advisory services through Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, a broker, dealer, and registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. Satera is under separate ownership from Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Rosenthal Wealth Management Group is located at 9265 Corporate Circle in Manassas, Virginia, and can be reached at 703-330-3100. Chris McKay is not affiliated with Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, nor Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Bob Jones is a marketing assistant of Rosenthal Wealth Management Group and is associated with Satera Advisor Networks, LLC. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Welcome once again to the Larry Rosenthal Show. And he is in studio with us once again today. Larry Rosenthal himself. Good morning, sir. Well, good morning, Chris. And how are you today? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Excited about uh, the show today. What are we talking about? We have all kinds of stuff going on today. (laughs) I'm sure we do. There always is, right? Who knows? Open mic Saturday, right? Who knows? Exactly, exactly. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. Give us a ring. Again, it is open mic Saturday, as Chris mentioned. You know, no questions barred whatsoever. Give us a call with any of your financial planning, estate planning, tax, mortgages, whatever's in your mind, 401K, investment strategies, whatever's on your mind today, give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Well, the central banks are in big focus this week. What to do? Dilemma. Have we painted ourselves into a corner? What is the Fed going to do the first week in May? Are they going to continue to raise? Are they going to stop short and say, hey, it's time for a pause? Is it one and done? What does this mean? What happens here? You know, when you take a look at at the Fed notes that just came out recently, a lot of them were in in, uh, the corner of in May saying, hey, let's raise another half a point. But then all of a sudden the banks came along, and now they're all acquisitioning or acquisitioning whatever that word is. They're all, <laughs> you know, re- walking backwards a little bit to to maybe a quarter point raise. Maybe this is one and done time. It could very well be one and done. You know, as the banks continue to defend, sure up, tighten up, strengthen their balance sheets. Okay. Uh, that's going to squeeze down capital going into the system through loans, and that is akin to another rate hike, basically. I just don't get why this was such a big deal, uh, this one bank. Is it just throwing up caution flags, or did it get to a point where it just 
enough uncertainty was brought to the front. That it well, here's the deal, Chris. It, it was not a solvency issue. It was a liquidity issue, okay? It wasn't solvency. It was liquidity. And, and, and when you take a look at banks, banks take uh, depositors' money, and they go and invest it, right? And a lot of times they invest it in long-term treasuries, which is a prudent thing to do, right? It's backed by the, the taxing credit and faith of the U.S. government, okay? Can't get any safer than that on the planet anywhere. And so when, when interest rates go up, these bond prices go down. And when you take a look in 2022 at how high interest rate, rates went, basically from zero to 4.75, right, on the Fed rate, that dropped the value of these bonds on paper tremendously, and then this one bank that you were talking about had a, a lot of depositors in a very specific mm-hmm. uh, industry, and some of the f- capital money dried up in that. So they went to the bank to pull some of their reserves out, you know, to keep their businesses going. And they said, and the bank kind of said, well, we've got your money, but it's kind of not what it used to be worth. Yeah. So here, and that created a, uh, a run and things like that, you know. So when you take a look at that, now we've got um, – uh, the Fed opened up a liquidity window, if you will, okay, and and uh, emergency borrowing over the last week or over the last couple of weeks or so has dropped dramatically. Mm-hmm. So a lot of banks are, are good to go. So basically the Fed said, look, we're going to open up a liquidity window, meaning that we will give you back your basis in these bonds, the principal, the, the par value, and, and you give us the bonds. And then the Fed's just going to hold them on their balance sheet until they, they come due. So everybody's going to be whole. It's not going to cost the taxpayers any money or anything like that. Now, this bank, is it, is it finished? The bank that uh, – is it done or did they come back or were they also allowed to kind of assure themselves? No, I think that up? bank is done. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, finished, exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. So, so bottom line here is, you know, we could be one and done with the Fed at this point, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and, and we're getting mixed emotions. You know, this past week we had inflation for for March come out, and it showed a drop of 100 basis points. It went yeah. from 6 to 5% year over year, which is great news, fantastic news, right? So, so core, I mean, I mean top-line uh, CPI numbers went from 6% down to 5 right? We were at 9.1 just, you know, in, 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 in oh, last yeah. summer oh, yeah. right, at the peak, right? And so now we're down to 5 Awesome. The goal is to get it to two. I don't think we're going to get to two anytime soon, okay? But there's nothing wrong with, you know, when you when you go back and you take a look at the history of inflation long term is 3.74. And I've always told people I'm, I'm a big believer in long ra- long term reversion back to the mean without a doubt on this stuff, okay? And so, so you know, the traject- projections are still to have inflation get a forehandle on them, which is not too far off from that, you know, at this point. Uh, by the end of the year, uh, but you know some some interesting news too. When you when you start peeling back the inflation report that came out this past week, you also take a look at at core PCE, you know, and you actually saw some of that go up a little bit from five point five to five point six. So inflation is is baked in. It's fighting. It's you know consumers are still strong. Businesses are still strong. And, and you, you, you take a look at while it's dropping on the top line, some of the components inside of it still aren't dropping as much. That's next to fall, okay? That'll come down. Uh, but the question is still unanswered. Has the Fed gone far enough or have they not gone far enough yet? And the only way to find that out is simply for the Fed to pause. 
pause for a handful of months and see what the inflation numbers do. If the inflation numbers start to creep back up again, the Fed's going to come back in. All right, if the inflation numbers continue to cascade downward, the Fed can sit back and wait and, you know, be timely, you know. So the Fed is doing, in my opinion, a pretty decent job at trying to, and they're taking their time with it because they don't want to break the economy and jack unemployment way up and put us into a bad recession, okay. But the Fed is actually talking now that, that as a result of the banking issues that we are working our way through right now, Okay, and the banks are fine, by the way. But 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 the these banking issues that just popped up, they're they're concerned now that that will push us into a somewhat of a of a recession later this year. Now, projections on that are kind of all over the map, but most consensus says it's going to be a short-lived, very shallow recession where people go, oh, I didn't even really know we were in a recession. Okay, uh, but then on the other hand, you have Janet Yellen. Uh, who's you know head of the treasury saying oh I don't see a recession coming you know she says the the economy is performing her words exceptionally well you know so I'm just like well wait a second here we have definitely bifurcation in the economy without a doubt on all of this and you know our research is showing you know stay diversified stay flexible have money offensively and defensively we see we see lots of research that says doom and gloom and we see lots of research out there that says nope this market's getting ready to take off and that tells us to stay balanced diversified have money offensively as well as money defensively you know so we got a lot of mixed numbers out there still well those the interest rates are still painfully high which i think is causing the interest rates are a little bit high right but you know high for what let's let's break that down for a second you know on one hand you could say there's nothing wrong after going from 2008 through now. There's nothing wrong with somebody saying it'd be okay to get a bank CD at 3%, right? But that means that your mortgage rates are higher, okay? Yeah, right. It's been a long so, time since you could get money in the bank and actually make money back. So it's That's exactly right. So, you know, we can't have it both ways. But at the same time, once the Fed pauses, whether it's May or June, but it's coming very quickly, once the Fed pauses, we'll see rates start to sort of flutter and maybe start to come down a little bit. Uh, but, you know, what? We, we just got to wait and see. Keep your eye on the 10-year Treasury, okay? 10-year Treasury closed at 35 the other day. That's right below the line of the economy being able to deal with it, which is good news. Okay, we don't want to see it spiking up into the fours, mid fours, uh, like it did earlier. Uh, you know, just a handful of months ago, and it's come back down. So that that's good news. So so data is all over the place. This is still about the Fed. This is still about where are we in the tightening of of num of the economy versus inflation. Okay. Uh, and we're almost done. You know, at, at the same time, you, you take a look at retail sales last month. They fell, okay, uh, which shows that the consumer is pulling back a little bit. That's going to help reduce uh, 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 inflation pressures, right? And then you take a look at the first quarter uh, earnings that have started to come out this past week. They're coming out exceptionally well. You know, so so in 2021, we had earnings, corporate earnings. In 2022, corporate earnings were lower than 2021. And now the projection is to be higher in 2023 and 2024 than 2021. So, you know, to to 
to Ms. Yellen's point, yeah, the economy is strong, right? The economy is strong. You look at unemployment numbers. You look at wages just softening a little bit. You look at real estate values. Now the markets are starting to react and climb that wall of worry. The markets are starting to push up in anticipation of a Fed pause. The markets are starting to push up in anticipation of, of corporate earnings making a swing back here later this year. And then at the same time, you've got these projections of, of a soft recession later this year, right? Uh, so you've got a lot of things working right now. Hence, you need offense and defense on the field of play in your portfolios at the same, same time right now. Stay, stay diversified, you know. And then you've got you, – you also have post-COVID real estate issues coming out. Oh, yeah. What do you mean by that? Well, in the next couple of years or so, there's going to be right around $1.5 trillion of commercial real estate coming due to refinance. Right? These loans are going to be coming due. They're going to have to refinance at probably a much higher rate. What's going to happen in the commercial real estate market? You know, What's going to happen with some of these, these big buildings? Are they going to be re- refabricated into something else? Yeah, a know? lot of companies sent their employees home when they haven't come back. They're just working yep, from home. There's still. a lot of work-at-home ho- work opportunities now. Right. So, so things have changed, and whenever there's change – Okay. Whenever there's change like this, there's also opportunity. Mm. There's opportunity to take advantage of, of, of different things in the marketplace. You know, just like now, there's a lot of change with interest rates. You can get a, a six month at the close of the market on Friday. Now these rates change all the time, but the six month T bill and the three month T bill were slightly over five percent. So there, there you are. You know, you lock money up, or, or they're li- they're liquid anyway. But at least you can get that type of uh, a return on things. So, so lots of changes going on here. Stay tuned. You know, we're always going to bring it to you, as well as you know, hey, coming up uh, in a couple of weeks on March. 27th, Thursday, March 27th, we're going to be having our, our next webinar, and we'll be doing about a 10-15 minute market update commentary, as well as blind spots in your financial plan, blind spots in your portfolio. I'm going to talk today about some of the, the some of the things that we're going to be going over, blind spots, though, here. But let's go ahead and take a break. Let's open up the phone lines, Chris. Give us a ring this morning with any of your financial planning or investment questions on anything at all. 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767- Three one two three. You listen to Make Me Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at eight five five Rose one two three. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. There are still too many countries that give little or no assistance to disabled children. In third world nations, these children could be left alone while parents try to eke out a living. About 10 years ago, residents of Prince William and Fauquier counties in Virginia formed Children with Disabilities Fund International. It focuses on the needs of disabled children. 
CDFI's current work in Jamaica and Kenya supports about 300 disabled children and their families. For some of these children, they're getting the care they need for the first time in their lives. CDFI recently began an individual child sponsorship program in an effort to better meet the needs of these disabled children. To choose your child to sponsor, go to thecdfi.org. That's thecdfi.org. Your gift will help transform not only a disabled child's life, but the lives of their parents and of the surrounding community. Go to thecdfi.org. Make a difference. Go to thecdfi.org. Now nationwide and coast to coast from sea to shining sea, call now, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Live from the nation's capital, this is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Welcome back to the Larry Rosenthal Show, 855-767-3123. And to talk to Larry Rosenthal, who, if you're watching him, is right there on LarryRosenthal.tv. Larry. On YouTube, yeah. It's a lot of fun, you know, getting uh, lots of subscribers out there. It's a lot of fun, isn't it? It is. It is great. Yep, yep. You can go to LarryRosenthal.tv on YouTube and watch us live stream the show. It's uh, a lot of fun. So, hey, what week is this, Chris? Uh, I don't, I don't know. What week is this? <laughs> this is tax week. Oh, tax yes. week, right? Make yeah. sure you get it all done. Tax Send it horrific. all in. Yeah. Fire it in, right? What the Lord have to say about it? You know, in Romans chapter thirteen, yeah, verse seven. It. Yep, God, God said, you know, render all to whom what is due them, tax to whom tax is due, custom mm. to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. You know. So uh, render unto Caesar and render unto the Lord, right? Render under both, right? So we've got to pay our taxes. Not a better country in the world to do so. But at the same time, we want to learn how to minimize legally our taxes when, it, uh, when we can all the time, right? And so that's some of the blind spots that's inside people's portfolios. We'll be talking about some of those issues in our upcoming webinar. Uh, and I've got a whole list here. I've, I, we've identified 130 different points inside of a financial plan. And again, most people, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, most people use only about 64 of them in a financial plan. There's a lot of blind spots within those 64. And so in trying to do this webinar in an hour coming up, there's no way I can go through all of these. But I'm going to put in some things that, that, that are very simple that a lot of people overlook. We're going to talk about some of these today. But before we do that, let's go ahead and welcome Joe on the line from Virginia. Good morning, Joe. How are you this morning? Good morning, Larry. I'm fine. How are you doing? I'm well. How can I help you? Well, thanks to you, I got uh, refinanced. I refinanced my apartment last year. It was great. But I'm calling today in particular because last Saturday I was driving and you were talking about uh, as one gets older, how you can deal with your property. You talked about reverse mortgage and the two other options I don't remember, but I'm interested in uh, the one where I could sell the property to my children and I could pay rent so they can pay the mortgage. Can you please talk about that? Sure, Joe. These these are concepts. They're not products, but they're financial planning concepts. Okay, and and when you take a look at at a lot of people, you know, you're you're in your home, you're retired, 
and and you've got a tremendous amount of equity in your home, but you're sort of cash flow poor, right? And you don't want to move your home. You, you don't want to move to a different address. And there's there's a few different ways that you can go about doing this. And what you're specifically talking about is the concept of a sale leaseback, where you take your home and you sell it to your adult children, okay? And you get a lease back for life. So by doing this, you're able to cash out all of the equity in your home. You can put that into an income-producing portfolio, right, that can give you cash flow enough in a lot of cases, if the numbers work out, to make the rent payment back to your kids so that they can in turn make the mortgage payment to the bank where they finance the property from. And now you're able to cash out all that equity in your home and 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 still stay in your home without having to sell your home and move to another location. That's a sale leaseback, okay? And and it's not a product, but it's a concept. It's a way that families can can produce income because if you stop and think about it, <clears throat> one day when you go to heaven, you're probably going to leave the house to the kids anyway, right? And then what are they going to do with it? Mm-hmm. Most likely they're going to sell it, mm-hmm. right? So now you're just selling it now to them, right? They get to participate in the increase in real estate if real estate properties go up, and you get to cash all your money out right now. So that's the way it works. And if you, if you wanted to see some actual numbers on that, we'd really have to sit down and, and, and crunch the numbers and show you the, the three different strategies involved with, with um, taking equity to, to, to produce income in your retirement years from your home, okay? Got it. Got it. Thank you very much. So now – if, suppose I paid 15 years because my mortgage is 30 years. So if I have paid 15 years, they just um, have to pay the remaining 15 years? Or is it like a refinancing? Would you start all well, over again? Well, no. In this case right here, they would actually purchase the home from you, and they would put it on whatever type of mortgage product they wanted, whether it was 15 years or 30 or 10 or whatever type of mortgage loan they wanted. And that's where we have to really take a look at what we would call the the sale economics. Does this work for them? Does it work for you? Do they even want to do it, right? You know, how does that work? I I even know a client who did this um, and sold her property to to somebody who was not a family member, okay, Uh, Mm -hmm. and got a a lease back for life. And she lived there until she passed, okay? So – so you can wow. do this with anybody, right? You, you're just selling your home, and you're saying, hey, part of the stipulation of selling the home, you have to give me a, a, you know, a life estate here, basically. You've got to give me a, a, a rental agreement for life, okay? Um, okay. So, 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 you know, we, we need to dive into it a little bit further. Let, let me do this, Joe. Let me, let me put you on hold. You know, I'll have Bob get your contact information. Someone will give you a ring from our office next week and set up a time where we can start crunching numbers to see if the economics work, how much money is in your in your home, and do you even need to do this, by the way, okay? Uh, is there another okay. way that we can we can improve your cash flow maybe with different investments and things like that? So there's a whole laundry list of things we want to go through before we get to that, that point of the discussion. What are your investments in right now? How much uh, income gap do you have each month? What's your guaranteed income coming in versus your your 
uh, investment income? Are there ways that you can just simply tweak that to produce higher dividends, higher yields for you without going through this process? Okay, uh, but it is it is part of the whole thing. So 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 you know, it, we we got to crunch a lot of numbers before we get to that point. Okay, let, let me put you on hold, oh, Joe. And Yep, and we'll get somebody to, to sort of break this whole thing down for you. Appreciate the phone call. You listen to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Let's welcome Joanne on the line from Virginia. Good morning, Joanne. How are you today? Oh, good morning. Yes, I um, after my husband died, I've been able to save uh, a bit of money, enough so that I could pay off the the mortgage on my house and maybe have 120000 left over for future use. Um, I don't have any investments. All I have is Social Security coming in every month. Do you think I should pay off my house? I'm kind of worried about the dollar and, you know, what will happen in the future. And well, how that plays into it. So, Joanne, here's the thought on this, okay? There's nothing wrong with having your home paid for. Now, there's a lot of financial advisors out there that'll say, don't ever do that, okay? Because you, you could make money longer in a bank, in a positive rate of return, in, a, in you know, a bond, the markets, whatever. Um, but there's nothing wrong with having your home paid for. The question becomes this, will you end up being house rich and cash poor? You said if you paid off your home, you'd have about $120,000 left over. You still have to make payments on your home. You still have to pay for insurance, and you still have to pay for taxes. And a lot of times people overlook that part and go, oh, I didn't realize that. Okay, so we have to take that into consideration. Then we need to look at your, your cash flow needs. Is $120,000 of cash going to last for the rest of your life, what kind of a return can you get off of that to supplement your retirement needs? In other words, you just want to make sure that you don't end up being house rich and cash poor, okay? So so in order to answer your question, again, I want to go ahead and crunch down some numbers to see exactly if that's in your best interest to do. A lot of times what happens, though, Joanne, just to let you know, is people decide not to pay their home off, have a small manageable mortgage, and take those investment dollars that you would use to pay your home off and turn them into an income-producing portfolio where you're having higher dividends, higher yields, and things like that, and you take that interest earnings, those dividend earnings, out of the investments each month and make the mortgage payment. Because the objective of having a mortgage paid off is so you don't have the mortgage payment anymore, right? This way, over time, the share values of those investments will continue to grow, so you're going to get the appreciation of real estate and the share values of things. So, so that's the way we have to look at the math behind both of those scenarios to determine if it's in your best interest to pay it off. As far as the dollar goes, you know, putting money into your home, if you, if, if you have your home paid for and the dollar crashes or, or becomes worthless, we have bigger problems than, 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 the, than what's in your bank account as a nation. The dollar's not going to become worthless, okay? Uh, the dollar will go up and down on, you know, against a, a basket of world currencies. It always does. And if you look at our country, you know, half of our S&P 500 companies want to have a strong dollar and half of them want to have a weak dollar depending on what type of business they're in and where their businesses uh, have their ultimate consumers around the globe. 
So I wouldn't be concerned about, you know, if the dollar becomes worthless, there's a lot bigger problems uh, that we're going to have. Putting your money inside your house is not going to prevent uh, any issues with the dollar because, you know, I, I hear this a lot. Well, should I, should I put money in this? Should I put money in that, you know, uh, because of the dollar? <clears throat> well, if you put money in this or you put money in that, then when you cash this or that out, you cash it back into dollars because the dollars are the only thing that you can buy gasoline with in your car or food at the grocery store or pay your utility bill. That's the system we're in. So everything that, that people are out there advertising, oh, buy this because of the dollar and buy that because of the dollar, guess what? You put your dollars into that asset, and then when you cash that asset out, they give you dollars back, right? Okay. So, so the dollar's not going anywhere from that, from that standpoint. But, Joanne, let me, let me, if you'd like, I'll be happy to have somebody crunch these numbers for you. Uh, plus, you have to take a look, too, at if you're going to exit an investment position to pay your home off, what's the tax cost of that, right, unless the money's in the bank. But I just want to make sure that you don't end up being house rich and cash poor, okay? And, again, there's nothing wrong with having your home paid for at all, nothing, nothing at all, okay? Let me go ahead and put you on hold, and Bob will get your contact info, and we'll have somebody reach out and crunch these numbers for you next week. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Let's welcome Jacob on the line from Maryland. Good morning, Jacob. How are you? Oop. I think I just lost him there. He was on hold for quite a while, so sorry about that, Jacob. You can give us a call back if you like. Uh, so we were talking about uh, blind spots in our in our financial planning portfolio, and or or in your financial financial planning portfolio, and that's one of the things that we're going to be doing this coming uh, next week here in our in our webinar that comes up on the the twenty seventh, two weeks from now. Uh, you can go to my website LarryRosenthal.com, sign up for the webinar. It's going to be we'll be doing a you know a ten minute market update as we usually do each month, as well as some education. And this time around, we're going to be doing it on financial blind spots uh, in your portfolio. You know, financial blind spots uh, we see them all the time. People come in. You know, it's tax week. There are financial blind spots in tax week. I'm going to go through a whole scenario of just simply how to title an account so that you don't have a financial uh, blind spot of unnecessary excess taxation. Uh, so lots of interesting things here. Let's uh, see, we've got to take a quick break here. Let's give us a ring this morning with any of your financial planning or investment questions at all. Give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. You're listening to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. Listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. That's 855 767 3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. And here's another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. We've all heard the more risk you get, the more opportunity there is for growth in returns in your investments. However, can you have too much risk in your investments so that you get diminishing returns? You can only water ski behind one boat at a time. Make sure your risk-adjusted return is aligned with your investment objectives. 
You've seen and heard him on Fox Business, CNBC, and The Wall Street Journal. Larry Rosenthal is here right now to take your calls at 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. This is The Larry Rosenthal Show. Rosenthal Show, 855-767-3123 to talk to Larry Rosenthal. That's 855-767-3123. Just around the corner, we talked about that, but we're excited about that webinar coming up, Larry. It's going to be cool. It's going to be a lot of fun, yep. Blind spots in your financial plan. Uh, There's a lot of them, and uh, that's what we want to do is bring that education to everybody. So you can free uh, go to the website, LarryRosenthal.com, and sign up for the, the webinar coming up. There's no cost for it, and we'll have people from you know all over the place on it and uh, lots of live Q&A questions and things like that. You know, a blind spot also in your financial plan is your beneficiary form. Well, what do you mean beneficiary form? Well, beneficiary forms start with two lanes with if you will two ways two avenues to transfer assets down one of them is called per sterpes and the other one is called per capita right and per per capita means that that you know let's suppose that you know husband and wife's there one person passes and let's say you have two two children okay and and uh both children have uh kids so you have grandkids from both of your kids right so think about that. So now you take a look at, at if what happens, God forbid, if one of your kids pass before you and then you pass, that beneficiary money, if it's per capita, is all going to go to their surviving sibling and disinherit the grandkids in the bloodline of the other person unless you change it to per cap, I mean per, per sterpes de- beneficiary designation. And a lot of default beneficiary forms are per capita. Okay, I I actually know of an estate planning attorney who was accidentally disinherited as a result of this. Okay, Um, so so it happens and people are not aware of it. So so, um, you know, take a look at your beneficiary forms, blind spot in your financial plan, blind spot, your beneficiary form. How is your beneficiary form filled out and is it filled out correctly? Okay, per capita, per sterpes. Where do you want your assets to ultimately go as far as all that goes? So let's welcome Rick on the line from Virginia. Good morning, Rick. How are you? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm well. How can I help you, sir? All right. So I was wondering, uh, you know, since uh, I heard everything about these banks closing and and, and, and the money and whatnot, uh, investing in gold, what's your thoughts on that? Gold's had a tremendous run-up the last two weeks. Okay, <laughs> it really has. I'd be cautious about that right now, though. Um, gold is an asset class, Rick. Okay, and it's it's primarily designed to be a hedge against inflation, and it is just dislocated. You take a look at at the inflation we've had, and gold hasn't really been going up much, and now all of a sudden inflation's coming down and gold's going up. And I think a lot of the reason gold's going up is because of what you just cited, fear. What is the concern about the dollar? Okay, the banks. We have banks that go under every year. There's a handful of banks, unfortunately, that go under every year. 
This scenario here was not a solvency issue. It was a liquidity issue, as I mentioned earlier. And the Fed has opened up a liquidity uh, window. Just last week, we were hearing on television that there's going to be no depositors that are, that are going to lose any money in these banks. Okay? So, so you know, if, if you are afraid that the dollar will become worthless and you want to invest in gold or some other asset, right, because they're telling you the dollar's worthless. Remember, if you invest in gold, right, you have to give them your dollars, and they give you gold back, whether it's coins, bars, or just the spot price of gold in an ETF or something like that. But in order for the, then you to go to the store with that gold and buy something, they're not going to take it. If you took a gold, if you took a dollar gold coin in the grocery store, you'd get a dollar's worth of goods, not two thousand dollars worth, because that's how much it, it's valued at, right? Uh, because of the weight of the of the metal. Okay, so we are still on a dollar system from that standpoint. And then the question becomes even bigger: if the dollar does become worthless, and you have all this gold, what makes you think that pe people are going to trade in gold? Are you that sure? Do you see what I mean? I think, I think yeah. there's a lot of bigger problems out there. So I treat gold as an asset class because that's what it is. It's, it, we, you know, Nixon took us off the gold standard back in, what, 72-ish or whatever it was, okay, back then. I don't know the right year. Um, and we have a fiat currency. It's backed by the full faith and credit of the U.S. government. But that's the story on it. And the dollar goes up and down. And if you take a look right now at the dollar, it's very, very close to an all-time high versus other currencies. A lot of people aren't aware of that. The dollar once reached 120 against the euro. It's just sitting at 114, okay? The dollar is at an all, close to an all-time high right now as far as value goes on the world stage. So you've got a lot of things going on with this dollar talk, and a lot of people are running to gold for it. But just remember, you know, if, if, if the if, – if, if the dollar becomes worthless, there's a lot of bigger problems out there. And if yeah, you take a gold coin, by the time you go to the grocery store, it probably have already been looted by the time you get there with your gold bar, right? Okay. So I treat it as a um, uh, an asset class, okay? And, you know, I would just not really put our faith in the dollar. I'd put our faith in the Lord, right? And, and that's right, where so – is if you were to invest in something, what would you invest in to get a, a, a decent comeback? Return? A decent return? Yeah. Well, there, there's no better there's no better wealth creation machine on the earth than than our stock market. Okay, um, it depends on your on your time frame. If you're looking to invest money here in April of 2023 and get a return in October of 2023. Uh, I wouldn't put it in the stock market, okay? I'd put it in the bank or a treasury bond or something like that, okay? A three- or six-month treasury bond at this point. But if you're looking to accumulate wealth, to grow wealth that's sustainable to deliver income into retirement years or to pass on to kids or, or grandkids or something like that, then I would look at the stock market, okay? Uh, own a piece of America, basically, in the stock market is what I would say to you. There's been no greater wealth creation machine in, in the history, 
okay, than, than our stock market. And so you need to start with, with, you know, where are you? Do you have money invested now? Yes or no? If so, let's take a look at where it is and what the objectives of those investments are and make sure that they align with what yours are. If not, then let's start putting money there for the longer range, um, you know, from that standpoint. There's no quick hits on things. And when you take a look at a at a at an asset such as gold that shoots up tremendously in a short period of time, you have to ask the question: Why the demand for it all of a sudden? And the demand for it all of a sudden is a lot of geopolitical uh, saber rattling around the globe right now, and that's what the demand for it's been. So if that settles down someday, what's going to happen to the price of gold? It could start to come back down again, right? Nobody knows. But if you like, Rick, I'll be happy to send you out our financial planning toolkit, and that will get you started on really taking a look at investments. We can break down all the different investments out there and find out what's best for you and your family and your objectives. Yeah, I'd appreciate that very much. Yep. Let me put you on hold here real quick, and Bob will get your contact info. We'll send you out our financial planning toolkit, have someone follow up with you to, to, to get you on the road to, 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 to making money. And by the way, okay, I don't, I don't dislike gold. Just to go on the record, we have at times carried gold in our portfolios for our clients. Okay, um, yeah. So, so, so you know, there's times that you want to own certain things, and there's times that you don't want to own certain things. Back and forth, things like that. So, let me put you on hold, Rick. Drive safe. Appreciate the phone call. You listen to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring at eight five five Rose one two three. That's eight five five seven six seven three one two three. With any of your financial planning, investment questions, things like that. You know, some other blind spots, you know, in your in your portfolio of investing, your family wealth, your estate planning, however you want to look at it all, uh, cash flow, different things like that is, is, you know, we were talking about beneficiary forms, making sure they're filled out correctly. And that sort of bleeds the conversation into estate planning. Are your estate planning documents lined up correctly for some of the recent tax changes in dealing with retirement plan dollars from the Secure Act 2.0 that went into effect January 1st, 2023. So next month in May, we're going to be having a couple of estate planning attorneys come on and do a, a webinar with me, and we're going to address a lot of those questions. So stay tuned for that information. But You're also sure. doing something next week, aren't you? Something uh, at church? We are. We have a, a, a seminar, a live seminar next Saturday, actually. We're going on the road with the show, Chris. On the road. Next, that, next Saturday at Victory Chapel in Maryland. Um, you can contact Wanda out there and uh, get a reservation and come on in. We're going to be doing the show live out there. And then right after that, we'll be doing a uh, Bible-based buddy management uh, for the entire church. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. So, you know, hey, if you'd like to have us come out or even do a Zoom We've recently done some Zoom Bible-based money management for different churches. If you're interested in us doing that, be more than happy to, uh, to talk to you about that. We, we've done this for many, many years, Bible-based money management classes. You know, if you stop and think about this, we've got two economies we have to deal with. We have man's economy on one side and God's economy on the other side. You know, God's economy, you know, Christ is the head, and, it's, and it's, it's give, it's serve, it's stewardship, right? And, and at the same time, man's economy says he or she who dies with the most toys wins. So look at that, look at that scenario right there. So, so how do you take the assets, whether it's real estate, cash investments, whatever it may be, how do you take those blessings the Lord's given you 
and put it in man's tools like 401k plans or Roth IRAs or when should I take my Social Security or, you know, your health insurance or, or, or you know, should I have stock concentration or not? Should I be diversified? How do you take those tools and, and, and use them in the Lord's service, right? So, so we do a lot of Bible-based money management classes over the years. If you're interested in, in uh, uh, having us either do a Zoom class for your church or, you know, coming on out, we'll take the radio show out or whatever. Uh, use it as a, a, a community outreach, too. Give us a call, 855-ROSE-123, or just go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Shoot us off an email. I'll be happy to talk to you all about that. So we're going to take a quick break here. Uh, give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. It's Open Mic Saturday. Any questions at all, whether you're starting out investing, you're in the middle of investing, or you're figuring out how to turn your investments into income tax efficiently in retirement, give us a call, 855-ROSE-123. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment with more of your Making Money Sense. Listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. That's 855 767 3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. So many different ways to invest money. Lump sum deposits, buy and hold, market timing. How about dollar cost averaging? Put the same amount of money into the same investment at every interval, whether it's monthly, quarterly, annually, whatever it may be. This gives you the greatest opportunity to get the average price over the long term of the investment because one of the secrets to creating wealth is the acquisition of shares. You want to keep buying more and more shares over time. On the flip side, when you're in your retirement years and you want to distribute dollars to yourself for income, do the same thing in reverse. Dollar cost average out during your retirement years. your questions 855-767-3123 that's 855-ROSE-123 coast to coast from the nation's capital this is the Larry Rosenthal show welcome back to the Larry Rosenthal show 855-767-3123 that's 855-ROSE-123 to talk to Larry Rosenthal live here in studio and live on YouTube as well Larry sure let's go ahead and welcome Camilla on the line from Maryland good morning Camilla how are you today I'm amazing. Thank you so much for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Sure. How can I help you? I'm in a bit of a pickle. I'm turning 65 this year in June, and I have absolutely no retirement savings at all. Prior service military, 12 years, combat medic. And I'm an empty nester, and I don't have a spouse. And so I don't even know where to begin. I also don't have any funeral plans or arrangements. So where do I even start? Well, let's start at the beginning, right? First of all, thanks for your service, okay? Yes, sir. Secondly, um, we just need to take a look at your current income and your current expenses. Okay. And then we need to ask the question, are you okay with your standard of living, right? 
And if the answer is yes, then what we need to do is figure out how to save enough money and reduce expenses on a, on a glide path, on a runway, on a time frame, so that when you do get to the point when you want to retire or somebody simply doesn't invite you back to work again, right, okay, right. Um, that you have enough income-producing investments, whether it's real estate or stocks or bonds or whatever, to sustain your standard of living. That's the math okay. behind it. Then we need to build a plan on how to implement it every single day. And it's going to be a combination of paying down debt if you have it and saving for the mm-hmm. future. That's the plan, okay? That's very okay. simple to do. Okay, we've done that specific thing with okay. people for years, Camilla, for years mm-hmm. and years, and they roll right into a nice, happy retirement scenario, okay? So, okay. so it's all going to start with the financial planning toolkit that we have. Mm-hmm. We'll send it out to you. Fill it out, send it back. We'll have somebody reach out to you and get you started on that type of a plan. But it's all going to be about cash flow and taking a look at your assets and debt reduction if you have debt, okay? Because you will have Social Security coming in. That's going to give you mm-hmm. a fixed guaranteed income. You may have a small pension from the military. I'm not sure. To, I, I catch how, how many years yeah. of service you had there. You said it right when you said it's small. It's pretty, it's pretty tiny. Okay. But <laughs> I don't know nobody who's living off of that. But it's but it's still cash flow, right? It's still right. cash flow, right? Even if it's just right. Olive Garden money each month that comes in, right? Mm-hmm. Enough to go out mm-hmm. to dinner with, right? Okay. Right. So it's part of the asset pool that we're going to collect and analyze. That's what the math is. That's what we have to take a look at doing. So I'll put you on hold here, Camilla, and we'll have uh, Bob get your information and we'll and we'll send you out the financial planning toolkit and get you started down the road. How's that sound? It sounds amazing. You're doing a great job, and I thank you so much for coming on the air today. You really are a blessing. Well, thank you. I appreciate the phone call. God bless. Have a good weekend. You listen to Making Money Sense. Dial us up at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. So another blind spot. Here's a question for you on blind spots in your portfolio. How do you feel about the correlation of your investments? Correlation yeah. of my investments. Correlation of your investments. Yes. Fancy term for diversification, <laughs> right? Okay. We've heard of diversification, but what about diversification? I was recently talking to somebody the other day, and I pointed out, I said, you know, listen, I said, uh, you have diversification problems. <laughs> and he's like, what are you talking about? And I said, well, if you line up all of your investments and take a look under the hood of them, <laughs> most of them are invested in this behind the scenes in the same stuff. Well, but, but Larry, I'm invested in a Chevy truck and a Ford truck. They, they're different asset classes, right? I mean, they are. Chevy and Ford totally different. That's exactly <laughs> right. Okay, and there's a lot of people out there would never buy either one of them. That's right. Okay, because they love the other, right? Okay, you got your Ford people and your Chevy people, right? Yep, yep. Okay, it's it's pretty pretty interesting when it comes to that conversation. But but anyway, so so when how comfortable are you with your investment correlations? Right, you take a look at XYZ mutual fund and you compare it to ABC stock. Do they correlate together? Or you take a list of stocks in your portfolio, do they go up and down together, or do they have diversification of asset classes? Same with your mutual funds, your ETFs, any other investment assets that you have. Are they, you know, when you 
when you introduce diversification, by definition, by math, you are reducing risk. But when you introduce another investment on top of your existing investments, if behind the scenes it's invested in some of the same stuff, you're creating diversification, okay? And so how comfortable are you with the knowledge of where your investments plot on that chart? Do you ever sit back and go, well, everything's going up and down together. Why is that? Now, sometimes that happens, okay, during times of crisis, no doubt about it. But it shouldn't happen too often, right? So how comfortable are you with this concept, right? You know, another blind spot question, and these are questions, right, um, to, 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 to really think about in your investments, you know. Am I in the right home for retirement? That's a big, big question. Am I in the right home for retirement? Right? You know, should you pay off that home even though it's not the last home for retirement that you want to live in? What are the economics behind that? What's the plan for the disposition of your last home in retirement? How are you going to pass this home on? Are you going to donate it to a charity? You're going to pass it on to your kids, grandkids? What are you going to do? How do you slice up that home so that each person in the family tree has one-fifth of the home? Now what are you going to do with it? One wants to move in. One wants to sell it. One wants to rent it. One gets one, the living room. One gets the bedroom. Yeah, one has no idea what to do with it. <laughs> so are you, in the la- are you in the right home for your retirement house? Is this the final house that you want to stay in? Then treat it that way. Should you pay it off or not have a small manageable mortgage or a big one? What's the tax scenario buzzing around that interest deductibility? You know, Do you want to move today? Here's a problem a lot of people are facing. Do you want to move today from that home to your retirement home and have to get a mortgage, but you're sitting here going, well, wait, my mortgage right now is 3%, and now I'm going to have to get a 6.5% mortgage if I move. Now what happens? How do you play all this out? Because you're married to your home. You're just dating your mortgage rate, right? Okay. How do you, how do you play all this out in your financial plan cash flow? Remember, three phases of financial planning, accumulation, distribution, and then legacy planning, passing assets on. So these are, these are questions that a, a professional financial advisor, a wealth manager is going to bring to the table that are actually going to uncover blind spots in your plan. I can't tell you how many times over the years people say, yeah, I want to do this and this, and I go, that sounds great. And then what about this, this, and this on top of it? And they go, we never thought of that. Okay, that would be a big tax bomb for us, wouldn't it, Larry? Yes, it would. (laughs) Try to look at it this way, okay? How about the cash flow efficiency of investments coming out? So just lots of different things. These are some of the things we're going to be covering over uh, on April 27th on our webinar that's coming up. Uh, So looking forward to that. Again, you can go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com or RosenthalWealthManagement.com. 
and and uh, sign up on the webinars and educational tab right there. You'll see it. It's April 27th. We have two times, one from noon to 1 and then one from 6 to 7 p.m. Uh, both, uh, both of them are Eastern times. It's the same material, but they're both live. You can sign up for both or one or the other, whatever you want. There's no cost to sign up for these. We want to continue delivering financial planning and education to everyone out there, as well as market commentary and what's going on so that you can be a better informed investor for what your objectives are. So for Bob in the back and his dog now that shows up on YouTube, <laughs> awesome. And Chris McKay, I'm Larry Rosenthal. Have a wonderful week. We'll be back next Saturday with another session of Making Money Sense. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.